Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. back to the fittest podcast in Oakland. This week, we highlight another amazing coach at CrossFit Oakland. So if you've ever wanted to know why Coach Nate is Coach Nate, this is your episode. You get to find out his fascinating background and history and why he wants to help you so much and the mischievous, great ways he can make you better through harder workouts and better training every single time. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy Nate. All right, so the way this works is he just... Did you already press play? Yes. Oh! <laughs> so this is exactly how this works, Nate. Yeah. As everybody else who's listening knows. Recording so, now. <laughs> so <laughs> since we are recording now, Robin, uh, how about we talk about the background as to why we are here in my car today and who's with us today. We're in um, mobile studio B, right? Yes. Um, and we have a special guest with us. Um, and we, I would like the special guest to introduce himself. Hold on, hold on. No? Before he, before he does that. No. Remember, remember this was a special request. So I want to make sure this person who wrote this on the AMA board knows <laughs> we, they were seen, heard, and recognized. Well, we were going to do this anyway. Let's not get too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was all their idea. And oh, we, right. we, we, we listened to everyone. <laughs> okay, got it. Credit given. Yes. But yes, we were always going to do this. All right. So will you introduce yourself, sir? Yes. I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, my name is Nathan Wantata. I am a coach, personal trainer here at uh, Oakland CrossFit. I've been doing personal training since 2003, four, and uh, before that, at some some capacity, I've always been involved in fitness and uh, sports. And uh, other than that, I've just uh, been training and, and uh, Absorbing and getting as much as I could from other coaches that surround me and um, this is just my lifestyle. And that's what I do I love it. Perfect. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. So if you didn't catch on this is coach Nate and yes We we were always going to do him as a coach spotlight. It was just funny when he got requested on the board. So yeah. he is now here All right, happy to be here So first Nate, let's go over When did you come? into the CFO family? Uh, I came with the CFO family around 2015, 2016, uh, actually through EGA, which is also part of the CFO family. And prior to that, I was at Mariner Square and uh, maybe about, I'd already been doing CrossFit about two, 2012, but yeah, the family about 2015, 2016. Nice. What made you decide to switch from Mariner Square to EGA? <laughs> Uh, Saying nice things about everybody, though. No, no mean things. I like <laughs> Mariner Square. However, it is uh, 
it was such that I was one of the main trainers there. And prior to that, I actually went off on my own with someone else that did body work and we were started a partnership in the business. And during that time, someone had told me, hey, there's a place off of uh, Tidewater, um, Endgame Athletics, you should go ahead and check it out. From there, um, I, we still kept our business going, things just didn't pan out. And I just liked the structure and format of how everything was ran. And even before that, I'd actually met Mike Minium when I was at a stage of trying to find uh, a box or just trying to find a place to go ahead and do my workouts. I think it was like 20, 2013 or so. So uh, yeah, just that's, that's how the situation, how that came about. Perfect. So you then fell in love with Arnie? Yeah, I fell in love with Arnie, his programming, uh, just uh, the people there. Yeah, you had a, yeah. like a training group that you worked out with. Yeah, yeah. they they were. Um, it was just what I needed because uh, all the times that I would work out, I'd just do the old bro, you know, heavy squats, bad squat technique, uh, bench, uh, chest and shoulder press every now and then, do some cardio. But uh, it wasn't until I came across uh, CFO at EGA that I saw, oh, these guys are really, really serious and they're moving some serious weight. And the, there was a structure and format that was also applied to. I just usually would just go and have a rough idea of what I was going to do. But when I saw the structure and format and also um, how things were ran, I said, okay, this is what I need. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. All right. So you started there. Mm -hmm. You've done that. What and we talked a little bit about personal training. Um, explain your nomadness. Nomadness, <laughs> <laughs> as as Robin so eloquently calls right. it. Sometimes. I call it. I call him a gypsy. Oh, right. a gypsy, yeah. gypsy. I like it. And is that I, a derogatory know, term? No, is it? I don't know. Well, I mean that right. he does not want. You know, I, I don't think he wants to be taught. Well, you explain. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never, like how never. you put that, and I like the fact that Robin brought that up several years ago. I believe when we were at the uh, what on Fortieth and Broadway, Forty First and Broadway, the and uptown, like, yeah, the uptown. Yeah, and I said, "Huh, that is kind of who I am." What that means is, ever since I left Mariner Square to go off my own, uh, and then even coming across CFO, I'm just that type of individual. I just don't want to be held down and. You know, just if I'm going to go ahead and do something, I want to stick with that commitment and not renege on my word. So I'm just at a stage or phase in life where if you need me to substitute or be there for whatever it might be, I'm there. But I don't want to be there there for ever. I just want to be able to have the freedom to come and go as I please. I just begin to feel that's more of who I am, <clears throat> especially as I'm getting older. And then also I'm full time uh, with my daughter who is uh, 15, so it allows me to just have that flexibility, um, especially if she's just getting a little bit older and uh, that situation. Well, full transparency, this conversation came about because I've been trying to woo you Yes. as a full-time employee for right. years, you know? It That's just, very true. It comes up every once in a while, you know? Hey, you still a gypsy? And, and it has <laughs> absolutely nothing. I love Robin. I absolutely love Robin. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. No, she I just, don't take it personally. She, I mean, that's just who I am. Yeah. You know? And that's fair enough. I, I think it's great. We and Ben isn't so bad himself. So, yeah. I love being here. You're just... The you're, atmosphere and everything. You're just a millennial who wants to live in a van and drive around. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. You know, that... that, that that today is a idolized lifestyle. You've <laughs> yeah. just been doing it for Very more true. years than everybody else. Very true. 
You did it before it was cool. Mm. <laughs> so, he didn't live in that van, I don't think. Let's talk about your background. Well, I knew enough to know when I was at Mariner Square and I was there for seven to eight years. At that point, when I decided to move off from that, I said, okay, I'm really tired of this. It was a small family run organization. People are beautiful and we left on good terms, but it would uh, just like, all right, this corporate structure, I'm kind of getting tired of this. Yeah. That's just yeah. where I was at. And once I left to just be independent and on my own, I was like, it was almost like a no go. I can't go back to that type of situation. I support people who feel and think that way, and that's where they're at in their phase of life. But I'm like, ah, I'm good. Awesome. Um, what's your What is your background? Like, you grew up. You did not grow up around here. No, I did not. You want to talk about that a little bit? Like, I grew yeah. up and and like kind of your how you got into. Right. So uh, yeah, whole big old long story. I'm just gonna go ahead and compress it very quickly, <laughs> starting from. Boston, growing up in Boston, um, uh, coming to, and then moving to Ohio because my dad got a job, I think about 12, 13 years old. But once I, and I hated it, I didn't like the fact that we had to move from Boston to Ohio. But once I was there, uh, I got into, and I played different types of sports, uh, went to a Catholic junior high. Then we moved to uh, public schools. Well, place where we're at, everyone expected to go to a Catholic high school. So I started at a public high school and from there when I was a freshman that's where I started uh, someone it was in the hallway I'll never forget this and uh, I went out for the basketball team everyone especially to go out for basketball and one of the wrestlers they actually recruited people because they didn't have a lot of people coming out for wrestling but everyone wanted to play basketball I'll never ever forget those right in the middle of uh, in between classes passing and it said one guy said uh, hey man you gotta go to come up for the wrestling team and someone said man don't don't do the wrestles those guys are weirdos that type of thing and this guy was a like small wrestler. And he said, what'd you call us? He said, you guys are just, you know, soft, whatever it was. I said, hey, come on for wrestling. He said, boys play basketball, real men wrestle. And he stood there and he said, what you gonna do? I remember this guy was like, like 120, 130 pounder. And he said that to a six foot five basketball player. And I just stood there and felt like, oh, okay. So went out for wrestling. I got beat up pretty bad, pinned a lot. And they just kept on saying, come on back, come on back. So that led to uh, four years of wrestling, which I truly believe, even though it was only high school, it refined me and made me the person I am now. <clears throat> as far as character building and, uh, and growth from that. And then within those four years, I also played football two years. And that's when I kind of got the, uh, the bug of just seeing, oh, this is what it was. I think it was my sophomore to junior year when I came back my junior year girls started looking at me differently because you know we were you know <laughs> your work that, that's when I started like really getting yeah. into lifting weights I was like yeah. and they started touching me and stuff and guys were like damn you're swole man dude what you been doing and that's when I really started seeing the transformation of whoa this lifting thing really does something to you the and, value yeah well I didn't see the value I just was doing it because everyone else was doing it yeah but it just you know you'd come back the following year and also you're growing 15 and 16 years old and you're realizing you have these parts in your body that's just evolving out of nowhere and you're getting that type of attention right and then from there I just go I try to I uh, was it? Ron Crawford's World of Fitness it was in Warren Youngstown <clears throat> excuse me that's where I was raised at I got a gym membership there sometimes um, when the membership expired me and my buddies would go ahead and try to sneak into the gym because you'd have to you know those old school type of uh, gyms um, I lifted with a lot of guys that were bigger and stronger than me, still not knowing, just the old school body bodybuilding type of lifting. And from there, 
I would just, uh, not really meticulous notes, but just have an idea or just take before and after pics or just write things down, back and buys, you know, chest and tries, that type of thing. So all those type of things just meshed into just me saying, wow, this thing is having an approach or uh, uh, an effect on me in my wrestling. Not only that, in just how I feel in my appearance at a young age. So I was kind of, I didn't know, but I kind of knew, but I, you know, one of those type of things like I was evolving and coming to. Awesome. Yeah. And then how did you get into doing it professionally? Um, that's an excellent question. So when I was in college, uh, went to Youngstown State University and I remember, um, oh, I did also when I was, I think 18, <laughs> I did a bodybuilding show. Oh. <laughs> it's Photos true. Have... or it didn't happen? Michaela, no, where's to... Michaela? Uh, so have... I need I'd to talk to, to Michaela. I'd have to call my mom yeah. so she can go ahead and take a pic of the photos and the trophy and then send it yeah, 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 my yeah. way. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> we need a photo for the podcast, right? Oh, yes, wow. we, we definitely do. <laughs> So I now have, I now have Michaela. Oh yes. We awesome. So was, when I was at Youngstown State, I hung around guys that uh, did track or did football. I did not do any, um, I did extra, well, not, I played pickup games and stuff like that, but nothing serious as far as being on the school football team or the school track team. So I would see them in the weight room. We do workouts. And I also took a couple, also I was a bio pre-med major. I took a lot of classes understanding and learning about the physiology, anatomy, kinesiology, so forth and so on. I wasn't really into sports med or going the route of being, or thought about going the route of uh, being a physical therapist or uh, exercise science. I was more, you know, bio pre-med with the intent of hopefully maybe working for uh, the Browns or some type of professional team and being their, their physician. That was my mindset. Uh, when it got to the point where uh, I was, you know, the classes were brutal and I was not like a straight A, B student and I had to take some classes over again, even though they would try to usher me in some way, somehow my heart wasn't there. So I spent a lot of time, I said, okay, let me go ahead and see what this uh, other fitness route is. Because another thing that kind of discouraged me too, because I remember meeting with other doctors and chiropractors and a lot of times when I was in their office, they'd, they'd complain. Uh, I mean, they, they would encourage me to go ahead and pursue that dream, but they'd talk about their, uh, uh, the insurance companies, um, some of them being overworked and underpaid, and they just overall just didn't look healthy. A lot of them, I'm not discouraging anyone in any form to you know, not pursue that, but they just, just some in me said, uh, okay, I've done a lot of research in, on this. Uh, maybe this may not be my route. Then I knew someone who ran a small fitness studio and she would always tell me to go ahead and just hang out and just uh, help out some other members. She was a, uh, I think she worked at Kent State. She was already in exercise science. She ran uh, a small business. She asked me to help or assist. And then a few times she would ask me to, uh, with her, because I was not certified at the time, to sub for uh, these, I won't say aerobic or uh, like fitness strength training classes and help out some of the members. And she saw how I was engaged and a lot of people would say, several people would say, hey, can Nate go ahead and do this class while you're not around? 
And it got to a point where she said, you know, you should go ahead and seriously consider going the route of something fitness and health related. From that point, I, after working with her, I moved to Cleveland and when in Cleveland, that's where I worked at Bally's Fitness. And once I got worked at Bally's Fitness, who at the time had a contract with Crunch Fitness, because uh, I was certified through Crunch, that's when I was like, okay, this is it, no turning it back. So that was kind of my journey into going all out and just saying to myself, this is, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with this fitness thing because this is who I am, this is what I do, and uh, I can see bigger, you know. Now, here's a funny thing too. I knew at some point when I was in high school that I was gonna end up in California. Don't ask me how, I just knew some way, somehow, I, was gonna, <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be through you know, beating my ex at the time, but California was like the, that, the dream. I don't know, that dream yeah. and getting there some way, somehow. What's funny is that the two people that, two tra other trainers that were my coworkers at Bally's in Cleveland, both of them end up moving to California. One at Burbank, the other than Woodlands. And they said, Nate, when you get a chance, when you visit, because my, my, uh, uh, my ex or my, the person who I was about to marry at that time was living in Burbank, but she's from the Bay Area. So we go out there and I met with both of them on separate occasions and they said, dude, whatever we were doing out there in Ohio, in Cleveland, you need to be out here in California. It's a whole different level. You need to come out here, Nate. Figure it out. You just got to come out here in California. So that's, uh, I don't want to go ramble on and on, but that's just how I just... I love it. No, that's what we wanted My journey to from there to there and then being involved yeah. in fitness and what drew me out there uh, from that. Wow. We're going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a plan. Well, we're glad you came back. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's fast forward to mm. to crossfit -y CrossFits. Like... What do we want to ask, Ben? You want to ask something CrossFit related? Um, yes. Let's go first and foremost. When did you find CrossFit and what was your first workout? Ooh, I like that one. Because you're doing all the lifting and the bodybuilding and yeah. all that. Uh, in uh, 2012, 13, I'll never forget. You know what's eerie about that? I remember Clara's day where I was at and what happened. Cause I was sitting in the office and a friend of mine who was also a trainer, a coworker, Harold Luters, he came Harold. in. Yeah, you know Harold, Harold yeah, yeah. He, to, yeah. <laughs> he said, he, he's, he's that type of individual who always would try different things. I was setting my ways, I mean, I'm willing to try, but hey, I knew what I had to know. He came into the office, he said, yeah, I've been doing this thing CrossFit, man. He said, you need to go ahead and check it out. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm good. So at some point, he asked me again. I went and tried it, and I I said, hmm, uh, okay. And then I think the second or third workout, it wasn't, it was a girl workout. I don't remember what it was, but it was just, I said, this is not normal to just feel this type of way. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Is, I know exactly what you're talking about. My heart rate, I mean, yeah, okay, I want to get my heart rate up, but not like that, you know? I want to, I want to, in between my breaks, I want to be able to sit down, not lie down. This is, this is not right. What? What? Huh? I, 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 you know, and it just kept on. And then also, I realized that was maybe I'd say after about that was my, I don't, like I said, I don't remember what the girl workout was, but 
when we started doing the lifting, I didn't realize how poor my form was on the cleans. Because when I was in high school, we just like, just clean there. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. I definitely wasn't going low enough on the squats, right? And I definitely wasn't doing, my gymnastics was horrendous, right? So once I saw that and I spent time, I said, whoa, I looked, went online and I saw the, the methodology, the, the, uh, it, it wasn't just something that was just put together. There was some structure and a format behind it. I went on YouTube. I saw the workouts. I saw the trainers. I saw, I would come and visit, uh, CFO. I would just see Mike Minium, his instruction. So it wasn't just, Oh, here it is. And here's your workout. There's, there's a rhyme and a reason as to what is being done and the, the steps and the progress that you'll make. I was like, whoa, okay, this is just something I'd never seen and heard. Movements were not new, but the ethos behind it was completely different from anything I've ever experienced before. Well said, yeah. Yeah. Mm. A clean, a girl workout with clean, so it's probably either uh, Grace or maybe uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Something is not right. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. And, and see, people, that's so common with CrossFit, like that first workout. It, people, it's either like run away from the fire or run into the burning building. And we weirdos are like, that felt terrible. Please, can I do it again? You know what messed me up even more? <laughs> is that there are people just, yeah, yeah, coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> sadistic. <laughs> you're finishing yeah. and you're all gathering around Weirdos. cheering for us or the others in pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. Now, look at you now. Yeah. You're the biggest cheerleader there is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is your favorite CrossFit workout? Man, I really, that's an excellent question. Or if I you really see don't... a certain movement on the board, do you go, yes, let's go. I'll never forget when I got handstand walks at the age of 38, 39. Ooh, that was... Yes. I, I have scars on my elbow from just on concrete, just trying wherever <laughs> I was at to do a hand... Well, not necessarily on concrete, but just wherever I was at, just trying over and over and like, over and really over and over and over and over. I feel the consequences of my failure, so I'm going to practice this yeah. on concrete. When I was <laughs> finally... Words of caution. Please do not practice handstands or handstand walks on concrete. Please, please, please. When I was just... able to get 10 feet oh. of a handstand walk, I just got up and just, like, walked away. I had to go walk out outdoors and just... You know, kind of gaze and just like, oh my goodness, I got, I can do it. I got it. Yeah. I, I got it. This mm -hmm. is, I think that and finally I string in two muscle ups. So I don't know any particular, I can't say any particular workout per se, but those movements, I think just had an effect on my mind and my body where the restructuring, like I'm really beginning to see it begin because well, I'm 38, 39, and I'm just getting handstand walks. First time ever in my life. And having never done or attempted anything like that before, that more so than the lifts and everything was just, you know, mind-blowing to me. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the feels. Yeah, those things that you think I'll never be able to do that, and then yeah. you do it, it's, yeah, there's nothing like it. That's cool. Do you have a favorite... I mean, lifting's your background. Do you have a favorite lift? 
Uh, yeah, I love the front squat. Uh, <laughs> Talk about weirdos. <laughs> um, my good friend Ben here. Uh, oh, geez. As well as Robin. What I also love about CrossFit is though, even though we're coaches, uh, we always, uh, we're never above uh, criticism or uh, shown proper technique and movements because we can still do a movement and think that we're doing it correct in our mind's eye, but that's really not the case when someone who knows what they're doing is watching your form and technique. So when I do the front squat, sometimes I forget to brace. And Ben reminds me, <laughs> Robert reminds me of my pelvic tilt issues, <laughs> but I appreciate that, right? I really, really appreciate that because after all these years and thinking that I can get this movement, right? And I'm not, you know, you know, uh, uh, sucking my butt in or, you know, expanding the uh, air in my uh, stomach area, right? Embracing my lower extremities for that full squat. And that really puts me in a situation where um, I have to, of all movements in my, uh, my mind's eye, envision it. I literally have to envision that movement almost in polytechnical detail before I go into the whatever reps I have to do. So that's probably the workout that I love and appreciate the most. And uh, it also forces me to have to, I can't, you know, do a two thirds squat. It has to be rock bottom, has to be tight. You gotta go ahead and stay tight in that front rack position. It forces me to have to work more on my mobility. If I don't have that mobility there in my shoulders, wrist, uh, back, arms, uh, just everything. Uh, that's just my favorite workout. Right, not from there to a thruster, but just the front squat. Mm -hmm. I'm good. <laughs> yep. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Right. right exactly. Exactly. <sighs> well, that reminds me of the uh, was it two weeks ago or a week ago? I can't remember. Nate comes into the gym very late. I'm cleaning up, and he's like, "I got to squat." Blah blah blah. He starts squatting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're doing very very heavy box squats. Yes. Struggling like Nate's struggling and looks very uncomfortable, and I just walk up to him and go. It touched like two spots and go push. And he goes, oh yeah, I'm not doing that. He takes the same weight that he just struggled with, like made it look incredibly hard. And I can't remember the reps you were doing, but you didn't, <laughs> you went from like three reps, very slow, very struggle bus yeah. to three of the fastest, like smoothest reps I've seen in yeah. a long time. I think it was three to four reps is what I had to get. And it was either 275 or 315. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious though. Nothing changed, but he just squeezed two pieces together in his brace and Boom. He was like, that was way too easy. <laughs> it was so and it funny. Felt, everything felt completely different. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I always commend Nate is he takes feedback, he learns from feedback, and he applies it very, very quickly. Um, so he takes that coachability, and then he gets to enjoy the rewards of it. <laughs> like, not being in so much pain right. <laughs> in the middle of a squat makes life a little better sometimes. Well, and yeah. people forget that about us coaches. And <laughs> part of the joy of what we do is this pursuit of excellence never stops. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, we're not any, we're not at the end of the journey any more than you guys are that are listening. Like we love learning new things. We might not like that feedback at the moment, yeah. <laughs> but nope. it's just, it's part of the fun for us. You know, it's not a, it's not a robotic corporate drone job. Like there's constant improvement out there for us. I don't know. I love that part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always something new. Like it's pretty cool. I never thought I'd have to do this much mobility and flexibility ever. I mean, if you would have told me maybe 
15, 20 years ago, this is the amount of stretching and mobilization that you'll be doing at the age of 48. I'd be like, mm, no, I'll still be doing strength training, right? But even more so, I remember uh, when Ben showed me a pyramid and on top of the pyramid was mobility and flexibility. I said, huh, okay. that, And it wasn't because I didn't, you know, I had never seen it before, but just common sense. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Based upon my experiences now. Oh, now I get it. So, yeah, you're right. You guys are right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want to be strong in the most positions you can. So, yeah, you got to do all of that. Cool. All right. Well, uh, what other things do we have on our little list there? Proudest achievement. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. That could be in the gym or outside the gym. Kind of up to you. Uh... Proudest achievement. Uh, I, you know what? Okay. It's kind of twofold. Uh, during the pandemic, I don't know if this is necessarily me, my achievement, but I'm happy that my daughter uh, started doing Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, and it was not something I forced. I said, look, you're not going to be, I know we have some issues, things going on with the pandemic. We really can't go or do, go anywhere or do anything, but you need to do something. So she she uh, got into Olympic weightlifting for about a year or so, and she still doesn't really care to work out with me. But when I see her go through those movements and uh, come to class one time a week, uh, that's something I'm very proud of that she's doing. And hey, I just had to, you know, lay off of it. And Ben and Robin are great coaches, and she enjoys coming there. So I guess that's one. And the second one would be. Like I said, this is twofold. Would be just uh, never in a million years thinking that I'd be at this level of fitness as at the age of forty-eight. Just n- no way, no way. To the point where you know I'll see a workout. I know it's going to be painful, but my mind, I'm not. I'm running away from it. I'm not saying this cannot be done. Right, and that's one of the things that uh, uh, I just had a, a a knee issue. Now at this point, when I get have issues, might be a pull, uh, um, uh, not a tear, but just any issues I have with my body, I have no doubt whatsoever that if I don't know how to fix an issue, uh, Ben and Robin can help me or give advice as to how this issue can be fixed, if not at least relieved. And that to me is just one of the reasons why uh, I, at a young age, would look at other doctors like, okay, yeah, I want to be a physician, but you don't, you know. And then after that, I remember talking to me and they'd go out the back and smoke cigarettes, right? So, you know, just the fact that you can be self-healers is uh, just a great achievement to me and where I'm at in my life and stage. That's a really great point. It's one of the things I think we undervalue that part of what we do, keeping people pain-free. Or like you said, knowing even if you do feel something, Mm. you don't have to go down that road of, oh, catastrophe, right? You're like, okay, I can fix this and move on from it. That's awesome. Yeah, at any age, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it just keeps going that that way. You know, you keep putting in the work. Um, Yeah, love that. That's awesome. And I like the fact that we're coaches that... Uh, our wonderful clients here 
and members here at uh, CFO, they see us put in the work, right? I've been around some situations where, you know, okay, I see the trainer and looking at them like, mm, okay, I'm gonna look like you. <laughs> and it's not about that image thing, but the point is they, when they come here, they're seeing us actively pursuing whatever level of fitness that we're pursuing on a regular consistent basis. Right. And we just have a great diverse group of, uh, you know, individuals here with all knowledge from all different areas. And it's just it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, I think it was really fun um, this past Saturday having you, me, uh, Jay Wu, everybody, Lori, everybody, Colin, a bunch of coaches working yeah. out in the group class like we do what you guys do. Right. It's um, it's all the same. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yes. We take our own medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the big thing. I got to go back to your daughter, though. Yes. Because that is a hilarious, hilarious <laughs> situation to coach. So if you're ever bored and want to come to 5 p.m. class, you don't have to work out. Usually Mondays. Um, watch Michaela. You get the best teenage, like, attitude you could ever have in the most respectful, kind way. Like, she's not being rude, but the eye rolls are there. But I will admit, last night I got two smiles out of her. <laughs> Like, real legitimate smiles. And one of them may be at Nate's expense of me making jokes that he was not there to watch her. And so like, you finally got rid of him, huh? You finally negotiated him out of the gym. So, yeah, so right. it, is, it is fun to watch her come alive a little bit in class. I won't say she's fully embraced the fitness, mm -hmm. so to speak. But she, she definitely does the work. Yeah. She definitely does the work. So... Um, it's pretty funny to watch it, it, you could definitely get the side eye stares and anytime I make a, a bad joke, I wouldn't even say inappropriate joke, but a, uh, corny dad joke. I, I definitely get a couple of, oh gosh, this again, <laughs> eye rolls from her. There's <laughs> nothing as great as a teenager eye rolling. Yeah. So she keeps me in my place, but it's pretty funny to watch. Part of me says, was I like that? Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 We all were. We all were. I, every teenager I know, I'm like, yep, no, I had that. No, this is my it's payback. Awesome. It's like someone who's got not quite fully developed, mm. but they're, um, they're, they're, they're not, they haven't learned how to hide their true feelings right. yet. And I love that about teenagers. I, I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think we should all embrace our inner teenagers sometimes. <laughs> Right. You're the one that's in it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> she's am. such a fantastic person. So oh, yeah. you should be proud. You should be proud. Yeah, yeah. she's amazing. It's it's adorable, and, and don't get me wrong, she is incredibly respectful. Listens to everything mm -hmm. I say. What the attitude is not being hidden, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> bring bring your attitude to yes. the gym. We yes. love it. Yes, let's go. But it, it is very obvious that she does not want to do certain movements. And it's, it, <laughs> well, I, I I know where I stand, which is great because I'm like, go okay, got it. We got to change this movement because you don't want to do it. Got it. Whereas some clients, I'm like, why why are, why are they doing? Oh oh, they just don't want to do it. Okay, let's give them something else. And here's where <laughs> it works against me when I encourage or cheer people on. I cannot do that with her. Like, if I'm no. a class, I'm just like, hey, come on, guys, push it. You're doing great. Like, I said, mm. <laughs> I mean, that desk there is times 10. And she'll, like, literally stop and look at me. Like, okay, all right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got to get someone to else to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's how you deal with the teenagers. Yeah. Right. 
What about you? Uh, what about goals for you, Nate? Like, do you have anything anything that you you dream of getting happening or something you're working toward right now? Yes, uh, my goal right now is to hopefully. Um, so you have, of course, the wonderful CrossFit Open taking place this Thursday for the next three weeks. And for those who uh, are able to, in my age group, to make it, uh, I think it's the top 200 or so, or I don't know what the percentage is, but they go, they go on to qualify for the semifinals and whatever that percentage is uh, from the semifinals, they go on to the quarterfinals. I haven't made it past um, the uh, semifinals in order to qualify for the quarterfinals. And my goal is to uh, hopefully make it into the quarterfinals. I have been um, uh, doing remote training with a group in uh, Diablo, uh, Progressive RX. And uh, let's just say this. It's the programming is such that there is no way I would do something like that on my own. Um, I would just never do... I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be thinking about putting that type of volume and those type of movements uh, on a day in and day out basis in order to achieve that goal. I'm a very strong believer that not only do uh, uh, not only does do we need a coach or a trainer, but even coaches and trainers need trainers, right? Because when you're bouncing, you, whenever I have something I can't figure out with a client, I bounce that idea off of Robin and Ben. So I also know that uh, my coach uh, at Diablo, he's bouncing his idea, he's told me, off of two very knowledgeable, high-profile other coaches that know their stuff before they go ahead and they send me out the program. And the information and the knowledge that they have is such that I would just never, in a million years, figure out and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, blah, 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 so forth. And it just takes the guesswork out of it. So uh, so since I've been doing the programming with them, I have never felt this calm going into the open. And uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll just see from where that goes on to uh, my future success in this uh, crossover. And if it, even if I don't make it, let's say to the games or to the uh, quarterfinals, it's uh, just seeing what I was able to do now versus what I was able to do last year or the year before that or so forth and so on. That in itself, not only for myself, but just others who are going to uh, go into the uh, Cross Open this week. You should be uh, very proud of yourselves and pat yourselves on the back because that's a major benchmark and achievement. So that's my goal. Where are you gonna be doing the workouts? Do you uh, have a plan for that? So. Because, uh, well, the first workouts, the first three, I will be traveling to uh, Diablo and doing it with them at, because I'll be in the heat at 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock, and they'll already have, uh, you know, things marked out and done. I, I hope to not repeat any of the workouts. Um, I will be here, of course, to encourage and cheer others on. Are you talking uh, but, about yeah. Thursday right after they announce it? You're going to go oh, no. right? So it'll be Friday. Oh, Friday night. Friday night. Friday night's at Diablo. Yeah, Friday night at Diablo. Are you going to be uh, videoing, putting it on yes. the story? Yes, there'll be videos. Good. Yes. Good. All of them will be videos. So we can kind of cheer you on from a distance. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Right. Awesome. I love it.
That's a great goal. Well, you got the whole CFO family behind you. <laughs> I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, yeah, just suffering on another level. That's all it is. <laughs> um, ben, do you have any other questions? Um, let's see here. Oh, so I have a funny, funny story about Nate. Okay. Probably doesn't remember this. Oh, wow. But I remember it. Uh -huh. um, so he's in the gym. He's working out. I can't remember if he's shirtless or in a in a tank top. Muscles were out. Let's just say that. Muscles were out. It's a gun show. Gun show. And I'm not talking about when Tamara would... Um, what was, how do I say this appropriately? Um, objectify Nate. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I am... One of my clients turns to Nate and goes, hey, how did you get like that? Like, I think that's literally oh, the words, <laughs> words he used or something like that. And poor Nate, or, or I think I was all, or it was like, how long have you been doing this or something yeah. like that? Mm -hmm. And Nate just goes, oh, just about a year, something like that. And it was so funny if you had seen my face just jaw drop and go, Nate, no, no, don't say this. <laughs> And, and, right. and it was because Nate had just changed programs. He was mm -hmm. doing something yeah, different. Right, right. And so he said that, not understanding the question. Mm -hmm. And my client immediately turns to me and goes, oh, so I'll look like that in a year? And I was like, <laughs> I remember that. I was like, oh. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I was like, no, no, no. Nate, when did you start lifting? And, and he's like, oh, when I was like 14, yeah, 15. Yeah. I'm like, so, so I, had to, I had to help my client understand that, no, this was... 20 30 years in the making <laughs> not like not a one-year overnight success mm -hmm. um which is what i always remind people of is if you look at nate you might think oh that just happens like that or he's got genetics i'm like nate does the work that's that's the biggest thing i always see with nate is there's work being done yeah. um and i think that's what you have to understand is understanding the sacrifices to get where you want to go is really important and whether or not you really want to make those sacrifices. Because a lot of us don't want to work that hard sometimes. Like, I don't want to work that hard on the bike like Nate does sometimes. But I know it's necessary. And that, that's where I want to remind people of is you can get there. But it's going to take time and it's going to take work. And Nate is a great example of that in the gym. So I commend you for that Thank in, you, in many ways and, and commend you for uh, making me laugh and then explain to someone that, no, you, you don't get six pack, eight pack, 12 pack abs in a year normally. Not <laughs> it's on the possible, heels, but <laughs> even on the heels of that, what's funny is that is if you look, okay, yeah, I have a six pack, but I remember one time we had a gymnast from Cal instructing classes when I was at Endgame. And she used me as an example to do hollow body rocks. And at the time, I had my shirt on. Just, it was a tank top. And people would just, oh, okay, Nate's going to go ahead and do the example. And so before she went ahead and did the proper hollow rocks and then used me. No, she, no, she had me do it first. And so she said, okay, see it right here? See where that little curve in the area where spine does the hollow rocks? It keeps on. It, you can't, it was not flattening. The lower I push your legs, you keep on arching in your lower back and so see here everyone he has superficial abs <laughs> i just show muscles <laughs> <laughs> and then she lifted up her shirt really quick oh, and we no. were cool, like really quick it's like this is superficial there's oh, no dear. real strength there wow and i didn't take it no i didn't take it personal at all people were just laughing and she was laughing too but it stuck with me <laughs> i mean it really stuck with me yeah. <laughs> right because 
aesthetically, it looks nice, but have I actually ever truly used my core area the way it should actually be used? From that point on, I was like, all right, I need to get this hollow body movement or position, whether I'm hanging on a bar or I'm lying down, down to a T. So that right there was one of those type of things where, uh, yeah, that, that's been taken, that's been a work in progress for years. And they're, like I said, Ben and Robin are still correcting me on certain things. I'm trying to get in my mind's eye, this is what I need to do. So yeah, going back to what Ben was saying, it it's, takes time, but it's well worth it. So, what? Oh, go ahead. so basically what I'm hearing in all our clients' takeaways is they all have better abs than you. No. You know, uh, that, I, think, I think that's what I'm taking away. Yeah. We'll just go. We'll go. We have better abs than, than Nate. So, no one has better so abs So let's see who's brave enough Come to walk on. up to Nate in the gym and go, oh, I have better abs than you, Nate. Superficial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, on that, that note, I do want to talk about abs. No. Um, let's get away from that. But what do you have in a nutshell? What is your uh, philosophy on nutrition and food and that kind of thing? Like your lifestyle wow. is, you know, supports your fitness. But also, I don't find you dogmatic or rigid either. So I think you you have a really healthy kind of yeah. Uh, that's that's an excellent question. I uh, am definitely uh, the only thing I really keep track of is the amount of protein I'm taking in, about one point five to one point seven grams per pound of body weight. I weigh about one ninety two, one ninety three. Um, I'm uh, other than that, I drink lots of water uh, I really honestly don't start dialing things in till unless I'm going to maybe compete in an event what I mean what I mean by dialing things in is I'm not uh, during the weekends drinking a beer or several beers the way I normally used to uh, meats eggs fish uh, you know oatmeal for breakfast Every now and then I have toast, butter, coffee, uh, really light. Uh, I don't overdo it under sugar, some cream. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really uh, anything that, uh, you know, if you put it out on the shelf and it goes ahead and uh, has a very long shelf life, hey, you should be staying away from those type of things. All right. Uh, you know, nuts, fruits, vegetables, eggs, things that you know that is gonna give you the nutritional substance, not only to uh, to fill you up, but then also pay attention to how you're feeling when you're working out, right? Are you feeling, if you know you're gonna be working out 5.30, 6.30 p.m. in the evening versus something in the, mor uh, in the morning, you, know, you need to be aware of those type of things and what type of foods you're gonna take that's gonna give you that, uh, not necessarily an energy boost, but that proper sustenance in order to push through in that workout, right? So that's why uh, I recommend going in and seeing, you know, what in this workout that I'm going to be going to the day, time of day in that class, uh, a banana, half banana, a, a bar, uh, those type of things. Just be more aware of it. I'm really, I really don't nitpick until I'm about to get ready to, uh, may say about several weeks before I get into an event or if I'm going to, uh, uh, it's kind of like the open right now, right? That type of thing. Got it. So I guess it opens. I love that. Mm -hmm. Very balanced approach. Oh, very cool. Um, 
and the, this can be the, this r rant or rave mm -hmm. that some pe people go, what is that? Um, just in general, like in working with clients or just specific to CFO or anything you want to say, Hey, I'd like to see less of this. Uh, this bugs me or I really love this. This really charges my batteries. Like any rant or rave that you have uh, that you want to share. <laughs> uh, be, hey, be patient and trust us. Trust us. Trust us, the coaches. Not me, Ben, Robin, Steph. Trust us. We, you know, our intentions, we mean well. And there's sometimes that, you know, you have to just believe or trust in the process. And I say this, I'm emphasizing this even more so now because this is the first time. Well, no, it's not the first time I, uh, Arnold was uh, doing uh, the programming for me. But since then, I I have to put my whole trust and belief in uh, the, the individual that's going ahead and doing my programming. So, you know, when we say that, uh, um, hey, we need to go ahead and um, assess this or that on your certain movements or technique, what have you, all those type of things are going to benefit you in the long run. Just no, you can question it, but really, uh, who's the expert here? Just <laughs> <laughs> trust me. Yeah, yeah. We, we we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and there's not a quick fix for anything. And then, I recently just had an issue with my right knee, and um, I you know sprained it going and attempting uh, a split jerk. And I kid you not, if it wasn't for uh, the uh, the programming he had, which is just the top of it, starts knee health, and then also bouncing ideas off of Ben and Robin, and and then doing the quote unquote slow, boring, methodical, structured, take your time, easy repetition movements. And we're not talking about oh, let me get underneath the weights and lift this heavy, and let me go ahead and start this met concert and so on. Just those type of things, and then me being close to like not that happened last year in. I think November, September, October, October November. Dude, my knee feels like 90-95%. So if I've experienced it, if I've gone through it with my body, right? I'm not going to go ahead and give you any excuses. Oh, well, you know, I've had this. I said someone recently that said, uh, I have this issue with my hip. I said, okay, how long have you had that issue? Oh, I think when I was uh, in my early 20s or I was like, what? Huh? Okay, well now you have to trust in me and get out of your mindset that this issue that you had for so long is going to continue with you, right, all the way up until this point. So I guess what I'm just trying to say is just just trust in us, trust in us, all right? We know what we're talking about. We know what we're doing. There's no quick fix to anything. And when we get injured, when we have our issues, we experiment and we have to go through the slow, deliberate, steady steps to build and rehab that particular situation as opposed to putting your reliance on, ooh, I think I need surgery. Ooh, I need to shoot myself up with drugs. Ooh, I need to take this and that. I'm not saying that you should not do that, but seek us, the other alternative, before you go that route. That's all. Well said, sir. What do you think, Ben? I love it. You love that, right? Always. Yeah. <laughs> so many ways. 
All right, Robin, do you have any more funny stories to tell about Nate? Oh, oh wow. I mean, she has a bunch. I don't have any stories in particular. I just, personal note, I'm a big fan of Nate as a human. First of all, I think he's an amazing coach. And if you ever want somebody to push you and you have a specific goal, 100% he's going to get get you where you need to go. You might not be pleasant, but he will get you where you need to go. And um, I love taking your class, Nate, because I know I'm a little scared mm. when I take your class. And I love that. It reminds me oh, of the Lord. old days of starting CrossFit and that feeling of, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard. Um, so I, I really enjoy it. And obviously, I, I'm, you're, we're friends. And yes, I enjoy yeah. your you personally. So I, I just love it when you're in the gym. It makes me happy. That's all. That's all I have to say. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. And let me just say this. Robin has been someone from watching her. Okay. One thing as a coach that you can always uh, gain something from is just watching other coaches. And from that, you're seeing a part of their personality exude from how they interact with the members, uh, uh, going through the steps and progress uh, process in the classes. And it's helped me instead of uh, what she said about, you know, people saying, oh, you know, I know Nate doesn't play. He's serious and so forth and so on. Uh, she's taking the edge off. What I mean by that is, okay, instead of me looking at something like, dude, get down. You can't do that. <laughs> or, or, or just being, being very blunt with someone. There's a uh, Robin has a very tactful way of having them go about to have better form or technique or whatever it might be. So I, I just see those type of things. I also see how Ben uh, uh, handles the class as well. And it's not something I'm looking at. It's like, oh, I need to do that. I was like, huh. All right. What ways can I make my class that much more of a greater experience um, other than the way I'm used to going ahead and doing it? And it also shows a different character personality of you that you probably you know, never knew that you had unless you... Go and uh, experience type of things. So you just see those type of things and you draw from that. I know I draw from when I see and you know, watch you, your interaction, because I'd be way more blunt. I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> all right. I said. Yes, we all definitely have different styles. <laughs> right? And I appreciate it. The more, the more, the better. The more different coaches I can get in front of, the better. I mm -hmm. love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to watch everybody's different styles. And Ben, any closing remarks he's laughing he's I'm laughing, laughing the whole time i'm right laughing because there's so many funny things that i'm gonna i'm going to not say to get people in trouble so but yes i mean nate i will always there's a funny story i'll remember is um no this is a good story this okay is, go this, no, this is cool. a good story this is a good story so cool. we're over at uptown and nate and i are working out and i can't remember there was no music playing Oh, nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing. We both just look at like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're good. Like, we don't need it. Like, and it's so funny, like, because I think the moment someone else walked in, they're like, how are you two idiots? And they used some other words I can't remember, but it was basically like, you guys are both crazy for not working out. And it's just like, I needed to go someplace and I couldn't, I didn't need music to get me there. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those yeah. where it's that mindset it's so hard to come by sometimes. Mm. Um, and it's one of the things I always would respect of Nate is you know it when you know it. And when you see somebody with that mindset, you go, okay, they'll be all right. Cause there, there's just that, that mindset 
translates to so many other things that you're like, yep, he's okay with that discomfort. So I think if you, you take away anything from Nate, know that that is there and he can help you build that in yourself. So if you, if you don't like that discomfort, Nate might be able to help you be a little more comfortable with it. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry with him and I will never make you go through a workout where there's no music. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't torture others with our own tortures. I have many music playlists from, uh, you know, Fit Radio and Spotify. So don't worry, people. I will, you know, you I have options for you. Tune. You I have options, right? Yes, yes. But don't expect him to play country. Nope. <laughs> and then if you want to see him react and give you dirty looks like his daughter, put a little country on. But you know what? When Robin plays her country, it doesn't, there used to be a time where I would, you know, like you, I'm just, I'm not for that. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm hearing the lyrics much clearer now, but that's all right. That's not what I'm here for. All right, cool. You're just like anything that gets her to really work out. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. But I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. I think it's super badass when people are like working out in silence and they're like, I don't need the music. I don't even hear it. To me, that's like, yeah, wow, you're in the zone. So, yeah. Cool. Closing remarks. Do you have anything else you want to say, Nate? To the peep? The peeps? Uh, anything about you that maybe would surprise people? Like, is there any, like, little factoid or hobby or something that people don't know about you? Um, I don't say uh, Any guilty I, I, pleasures? Yeah, I like uh, Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. It's like, Whoa! Like, and then we're talking... Like yeah, sour patch kids. I just can't say no. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know what to bring Nate next time yeah. I have to take his class. Uh, yeah, and uh, he likes flavored coffees too. Oh yes, and then Robin <laughs> hooked me up with a basil Hayden. Uh, oh, that oh my so god, jeez. Oh, but you know what's funny is that I don't, I don't have a desire for those. I'm not, but for alcohol or just a, even a sip of whatever you know, whiskey. Right, um, just as my training begins to amp up, so um, that's good. You don't need that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's it. And I, I enjoy traveling and seeing uh, different people and doing different things. That's all. And, uh, yeah, I love my environment here at CFO. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Well, cool. I think on that note, we just end this thing because what could be better than loving CFO? <laughs> I know. I, I can't think of anything we all, else. Everybody, we all have that in common. <laughs> all right, gang. So thanks for listening. Hopefully you learned something new about Nate and now know how to bribe him with Sour Patch Kids. So um, please don't everybody show up to his next class with Sour Patch Kids. But, you know, we, we wouldn't mind a good laugh of him having wow. eight bags of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Take care. And I am sure Nate is there for any of your questions, comments, concerns. And all of that fun stuff if you ever want to talk to them. Absolutely. So, thanks, gang. Bye. Bye. See you later.